0: be unafraid, you know, unafraid to talk to someone or put yourself out there or text first or like be honest with people about, you know, what you're going through and your struggles. And if you feel something intuitively, like follow that, you know, make sure that it's not like rooted in fear or ego, but like follow intuition, you know, it's like the most powerful gift we have as women.
1: Thanks
0: so much for tuning into the Almost 30 podcast. Here we go.
1: Welcome back to Almost 30. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm Krista. I'm Lindsay. And we are the founders, the hosts, the ones learning with you. <laughs> right to down share to Share the insight <laughs> from others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the experts. And we don't claim to be, but hopefully we're having conversations on here that inspire you, maybe make you laugh or make you feel like, oh, wow, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. Thank Make goodness. you cry. We've had some criers. Ooh, I've had some cries recently for yeah. My episodes. Yeah. Yeah. There have been some crying ones, mm-hmm.
0: but we're just here to experience life with you, to grow with you. And we're so grateful.
1: Truly. We are on tour now. Mm-hmm. So just kind of a little... Uh, plug in case you're in a city that we are going to visit. It would mean the world to us if we could meet you. It's, it really inspires us in what we do. And so you can visit almost30podcast.com. We have our tour dates up there, 13 cities this year thus far, famous last words, I'm sure. (laughs) Knowing us will add (laughs) something. (laughs) No, but we're really, really excited to bring some of our dear friends and people within the wellness world, spirituality world, entrepreneurship world um, that we feel like we could have a conversation with in your presence to just have a conversation about anything that you might be going through in any type of transition.
0: Yeah. And a lot of our events are workshops where you're getting a healing or you're getting like a one-on-one experience with some of our guests. You're getting to meet amazing women that live in the community where you are or are visiting the community where you are. You get amazing goodies from our sponsors. It is an amazing
1: experience that we are so moved by. Yeah. Truly. Truly. So almost30 podcast All the info. Oh great. Oh great. <laughs> cool. We uh See we actually, ya. we bye. See you later. Good episode. Uh they like the short ones. Oh, so here we go. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. We we asked the group on a Pretty regular basis, what they want to talk about on the podcast. If we can, you know, have a discussion between you and I and maybe either share from our experience or just talk through it and see if we can shed any light on that. And so today we had a question or, or just a topic that um, Bridget from Almost 30 Nation brought up. And she said that at this point in my life, she's 29, almost 30, I feel so directly caught between two loud voices in my head. Voice A says, "Save for the future, babies, houses, retirement. And voice B says, YOLO, bitch. What else in your life will have the freedom to go out with friends? Or when else in your life will you have the freedom to go out with friends, travel, pre-baby, live a little? So she'd love to talk about that internal struggle. And I'm sure she's not the only one. Yep. What is- I mean, I've... Definitely
0: have related to that. You know, I think for, but I guess what comes up for me when I kind of think about that situation is, you know, when people are spending for escapism and the reasons why people spend. So I think there's a difference between YOLOing and, you know, whatever, like you only live once. And then there's a difference between saving for, The future for like a mansion house that you may not need. You know, those are obviously extremes at the end of it. But I often found that in situations where I was spending, it was because I was trying to escape. I was trying to find happiness in buying clothes, in buying purses, in buying brand names, in buying labels. And that's not like YOLO, you know, not even to keep using that because whatever that was five years ago, but that's not you living your life in alignment and in truth. So there needs to be like a very clear distinction that is made between spending for experiences, for something that your soul is called to do, for something that is deeply aligned with who you are and spending that is out of alignment that you believe will make you happy, that is purchasing things that you think are going to be fulfilling for you, but only last for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really the work there isn't focusing on like, should I be going on this trip or should I be saving for my retirement? It's really like always checking in and seeing like what is something that you do want to invest in or save for or even to spend money on
1: at this time and then potentially in the future. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm kind of learning that in real time. And I think it's not hard. It's just an interesting thing to think about. I'm, I don't have anyone that I'm uh, thinking about future with right now and I don't have like the conversation of like finances and things like that with as it relates to another so I do think I err on the side of you know I save money and I've actually I'm pretty proud of myself for getting kind of back on track as it relates to that but you know i do not want to live in a scarcity mindset as well so yeah to your point it is being intentional about how i spend my money so for me and it comes in seasons right like maybe i'm really excited to invest in an experience so doing maybe a solo trip and really having that time for myself like that is important to me or maybe it is a a week of like really full on like obnoxious self-care. So really just like whatever it looks like for you, making sure that it feels aligned. And like you said, it's not in a a way to escape. Rather, it's something that fills you up, that enhances where you are in your life, you know, and no judgment. It could look completely different from one person to the next. But yeah, I do think there is a balance that needs to happen between saving for specific things that are important to you. And because it feels so good when you get to that point, I think the dissonance comes when people are impatient. They're like, it's so far. It's like 10 years from now. And then like, what am I going to do? And I, I I hear that. But then also like 10 years from now, when you have X amount of dollars saved for this thing that means so much to you, it's going to be just such a beautiful, proud moment. You know? Yeah,
0: completely. And I think you know, there is thinking about like the spiritual path, like the most beautiful part of the spiritual path is simplicity is less is not being distracted by things or items or purchases or things that you could buy. So, you know, oftentimes if you think about like the most spiritual experience is the most simple doesn't attach to materialism. Attaches to less rather than attaching to more. So if you are, you know, saving for whatever it is, I think there's, you know, everyone has their things, whether it's a house, which is a beautiful thing to like create that container for you that makes sense. Or if, but you know, it's just like, are you going to be saving for like a purse? Are you going to be saving for whatever? So thinking about that and then thinking about, your future self. So I have been trying to work with my future self, you know, just as much as I do with my younger self. Um, I'm not really good at the interdimensionality of the selves, to be honest. So I'm trying to be better about it because I'm so present and then forward, but I'm forward in the sense of a few years or a few months or hours rather than forward as much as 30 years. And the Krista that exists on this plane also exists in other dimensions as The person that I am at certain ages. So, by me like paying heed to my older self, I am going to think about being more financially savvy because I want to support her by giving her a beautiful home, by like giving her a stress free life. That means that I will think about investing or I will think about putting money aside or I will think about frivolous charges that don't make sense to me, that are quick hits, that are, you know not really going to perpetuate me in the long run. That being said, I've always been a proponent of travel and I've always been someone that spends, even if I don't have it and I'm putting it on credit cards, like I did a lot in my early 20s on travel. And you know what? That's probably not the smartest advice ever, but I don't know of anyone that has come back from a trip or an experience that as is as expansive as that for your soul, for your emotional well-being, for the experience of being a human on this earth, getting to see different families, different type of people, hearing different languages, experiencing different food, being in nature, whatever it is. I've never heard of someone coming back regretting spending that extra money on that experience. And that is saying that understanding the fact that 40% of Americans have, you know, a Six to $7,000 on their credit card, and Mm -hmm. that people don't really have the money that they are spending. But if we are cutting back in other ways and focusing more on the experiential part of living rather than the stuff, I think that's where we could really, really hang
1: our hats. Yeah, could not agree more. Yeah. And I would just say, too, to kind of help you feel more of what that future self feels like, looks like, you know, lives like, you know, doing those practices that might feel a little bit cheesy, but whether it is kind of meditating and and feeling maybe there is a moment in the future where you are in your house or you are on that trip or with that person or doing that thing like there is something to actually feeling it in your body and then being able to in the moment of uh oh, should I buy this this 800 dollar purse or or save and put it towards something else where that feeling will remind you of what is really important or what is that is what your soul wants. You know what I mean? So doing those practices that really bring you back to yourself and connect you to that trajectory of uh, your soul in that way, um, I think are really important. Sometimes writing that future biography feels really good to people. Whatever it is, it looks you know like so many different things. But I've been really resonating with the the meditating on that specific moment in the future, or that relationship in the future, or the opportunity in the future, and letting my my mind go and like. Putting on maybe some music to help me to, I'm kind of in that way, like performative, where I'm like, oh, I need to set the scene. So this music feels like I'm on that vacation with my dream person, and this is what we're doing, and he, this is what he's saying, and this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, just allowing yourself to daydream like forwardly, <laughs> and so that it is in your body more. So you're not forgetting those like goals and wishes and mm-hmm. dreams.
0: Love that. Love that. Awesome. Thanks for the question. We have a bunch more questions on the thread in the secret Almost 30 podcast Facebook group that you can find on Facebook where we have 10,000 plus women that are
1: connecting in real time. Yeah. It's the best Best place on the internet if I do say truly myself. People have said it, not us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So today is a special one. You were interviewed on someone else's podcast oh, and yeah. it freaking rocked. Yo,
0: I actually my socks off. so I met Natalia at an event, Whitney Eckras's of of the influence movement. She has a podcast called Under the Influence. And um, we went to an event that she hosted here in LA. It was great. It was a panel of awesome women. And I was up there with Natalia Benson. And she is an astrologer. She is just such a gem. Um, You can find her online at Natalia, N-A-T-A-L-I-A underscore B-E-N-S-O-N. She's an empowerment coach, a mystic astrologer, And she interviewed me for her podcast and I just had a great experience. We talked really deeply about relationships, about being in conscious relationships, about calling in conscious partnerships, about the growth that you experience when you're in a soul-connected relationship. And I don't really talk a lot about my relationship. So it felt really good to be in a space where I felt safe and I felt... Um, Comfortable, and I felt empowered to express myself fully and to stand in the light of the love that I have you know, this beautiful, like indescribable love that I've been given um, in my life by being with Justin. So, I wanted to share this for you guys. I think there's tons of information, and I love when we talk about relationships, we talk about love, we talk about partnership, however, your partnership looks like man, woman girl, boy, they, them, he, her. Uh, And I think you guys are going to get a lot from it. So this is an interview that I did on Natalia Benson's podcast called Power Babe Interviews. And I am so excited for you to listen. Again, you can find Natalia, N-A-T-A-L-I-A underscore Benson on Instagram, and you can listen to her podcasts on her link on
1: her website. So good. I'm excited for this one. And if, this episode resonates with you, pass it along, share it with people on Instagram, just text it to your friends, whatever it is, and leave a review on iTunes if you're called to. It means so much to us. And we'll read one on the other side of this interview. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go.
2: I am so stoked. I have Krista Williams here today. Of the hundred blog and one of the co-hosts. Do you call it like co-owner? Co-host?
0: Yeah, it's so weird. I think about that with my Instagram bio all the time. I'm like, I'm a co-host, but also I'm a co owner. But also you know, it's like very weird. I just say co host, but it is owner because it's more than just a
2: podcast. Yeah, you were yeah, you're like a conglomerate. Of the, all right hi babes and so co host co owner of the almost thirty podcast um Krista, thank you as I just said, thank you so much for being willing to be in one of my power babe interviews
0: oh i 'm so honored. I loved like meeting you and just chatting with you. I could talk to you all day so i couldn 't be you know more excited to be a power babe <laughs> issue with
2: you well, and i want I want to tell you guys too, so Krista and I were on a panel together. And she was sitting next to me and I was like, oh my God. I was like, it's that hot babe from almost 30. I was like, oh my God, she's sitting next to me. <laughs> and I recognize you just from all the things. And it's powerful because, you know, I I kind of pride myself on not like I, we live in LA, like I don't get starstruck except for, from people that really like touch me or that I really connect with, you know what I mean? Oh and, God. and it was so funny. Like when you were sitting next to me, I was like, I was like in the most beautiful way, like so intimidated and so excited that you were sitting next to
0: me. Oh my God. That makes me so, it was like good <laughs> Isn't that funny? felt so grounded and I'm the same exact way like someone could be like oh Ariana Grande is over there I'm like love and respect but I don't give a fuck but if it's like (laughs) someone bizarre like rich Roll, or like someone that I truly admire like even people on the podcast like people are like, who's your dream guest? I'm like, to be honest, I'm never inviting my dream guest on the podcast because it would make me too nervous. Like hooray <laughs> or like Russell Brand, like people that I like admire make me nervous. So I'm like, they would never be on. <laughs> you,
2: you know what? And that's, I think like one of the, I think that that's one of the best ways to be. It's like, cause then it's like you're it has like a root and like a groundingness and like things you actually respect and like things that inspire you. You know what I mean? Totally. Yes. And then you're like, and we won't have you because I mean, I feel like both of you and I are both quite articulate, but Mm. it like, even for me to like reach out to you to ask you to do this was like a thing for me. So. uh,
0: Oh my God. You're such a peanut. Isn't that funny? It's so weird. I'm like, (laughs) I literally just grew up in Ohio. You know what I mean? I didn't, I don't know. It's weird to, you know, it's, it's so flattering and it means so much, but when I'm talking on the podcast, it just feels like I'm just speaking to you or speaking. Yeah. To so, you know, people like think that it's like so flattering and sweet.
2: Well, and it's powerful to see how you like can touch people, you know what I mean? Or like inspire them. You don't even know. And that to me is what's so powerful about digital media and about the impact that we're having as women. Is like you get to, it's like you, own, we don't even, I mean, this is the way that I look at it. It's like there's so much genius and so much, like, we're so, like, there's so much smarts and like power and inspiration in this podcast spectrum. And I feel like that's something that you and, you know, your partner Lindsay, like, you guys have really capitalized on so well. So good fucking job. And like, I'm just happy that you're here. I wanna know, I want to know about your story cuz the part of the reason I wanted to start this series is like just to to talk to powerful women who've built themselves who are self-made and I just love to hear like how just whatever you want to share from your story your adversities like and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. And that's you know sharing the story of someone that has not had it super easy is always something that we definitely look for when our yeah. Guest, ask because, you know, if it's just important for us too. So thank you for asking. So I grew up um, in Ohio. So I grew up in a small town in Ohio, very conservative, you know, very close-minded Catholic family. My mom struggled with like mental illness her whole life. And so most of my like childhood was kind of confusing and hard. And I struggled a lot with My mental health when I was little. I remember I was very depressed at a very young age, and I would often turn to food for support and as an escape, you know, because I didn't really know how to manage who I was and my emotions. And I was a very, you know, emotional kid too. And as a Pisces, I didn't necessarily know what that meant, and I didn't necessarily know how to work with my emotions or anything like that. And so, I grew up and then um, in high school, I was kind of a rebel. I was like smoking weed a lot. I was kind of like doing my own thing. And I don't think people really expected me to be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was part of like the cool group, I guess, but really chose to hang out with like anyone that I liked. And then went to college in Ohio too. I chose to stay home um, to be closer to my high school boyfriend that I had. Uh, started drinking a lot in. College, even though I never really liked it and I never, it never really brought me joy. And then my first sort of movement to spirituality happened when I started to read about vegetarianism with a book called Eating Animals. I was a vegetarian in college in Ohio and I remember it was like the craziest thing. You know, my boyfriend at the time was like, thought it was insane. Like, that was really like my first thing that I felt like was a conscious decision of my own. You know, it was like, oh, I actually have control over, not necessarily what I'm eating in like a crazy way, but I have control over an impact that I can make. I have control over what I put in my mouth Mm -hmm. and I have control over like decisions that I'm making because I felt like for most of my life, you know, I didn't really have control or I didn't see myself as someone that could create my own reality. So that kind of snowballed from there and I stopped drinking Shortly after college, I moved to Chicago. I worked at a corporate job I hated. I left after a sexual harassment case happened oh um, that I was part of with a boss that I had, um, which was kind of just the universe like pushing me out because exactly. I wasn't you know moving quick enough.
2: Yes, and
0: at that time I left for Patagonia. I lived in Patagonia for like a month with this program. You know, was off the grid. In between that time, I had met my boyfriend, or I'd met my boyfriend Justin for the second time. So Mm -hmm. I met him one time in college, then I met him again, and then we kept in touch via text message. Mm -hmm. And I decided to move to New York. You know, we'd probably seen each other four times, maybe five times total in our lives, but Mm -hmm. I knew and I felt it. And I remember when I told him on the phone, I was like, "I'm going to move to New York," and he was like, "So excited!"
2: And oh my god.
0: You know, I was really scared because it seemed crazy to everyone else. You know, everyone was kind of worried about me. Yeah. But it was the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made. And then... Do you
2: feel like when you know, you know with that stuff? Like, do you feel like you... It's like you just know, right? It's a feeling.
0: It's so hard because I completely agree. And like, I've always said that my whole life. I'm like, I've always known and even you know, I had another person that was like a very influential relationship in my life when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And I knew with that one, what I know now is there was a twin flame and just a person. But like, so for me as like a spiritual person that is very intuitive, I know, but it's so hard because sometimes I look at other people that are happy and they're like, yeah, when we first met, I hated him or like, <laughs> I didn't like him or whatever. And it works. So totally. it's different for everyone, but I've always yeah. known that I would know. Do you know what I mean? Like it's always been a part of me that would know if it's right or know if it's something that I should
2: like continue moving toward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry to interrupt. I got excited and I just like wanted to hear your take on that because we said oh we're doing, We're totally going to traverse and, the relationship topic.
0: Oh my God. I know. And I sometimes just, yeah, I just feel like an asshole being like it with my relationship. That's something that I, you know, I keep so close to my heart, but And I just, I never want to seem like I'm being better than, or I'm being like, I know everything or I'm being like, one love is better than the other. But, and you know, so sometimes when I say like, oh, I knew, you know, I knew he was the one I, when I did, like I knew the second time I met him, I put him in my phone as soulmate, Mm, you know, so it was very weird, but it's, it is like an uncomfortable thing for me. And that's like my Midwest roots is like always to like, Never talk about how good things are or like yes. how are and stuff. So,
2: yes, I feel you know, babe, just to touch on that, I feel like it's so funny you say that. I just yesterday started noticing that in myself that it can be so hard for me to like express. And it's something I have to push through because I'm like, wait a second, you want other people to know what's possible? Like, it's like you playing small or like. Talking about only what's maybe not going great just so other people feel comfortable. Like, that is like, I don't think that's healthy for anybody, right? But it is, I think it is kind of ingrained in us to just want to be like, oh, yeah, like it it can be hard to share because you don't want people to feel like they're not measuring up, but really, and you hope that it can come from a place of like, no, this is. Hopefully to inspire you what's possible. Cause relationship stuff is such a big, it's such a big trigger for I even noticed uh, like recently talking to people, because I'm just in this new relationship, talking to people about it, how you get the myriad of reactions. Because everyone, the moment you talk about love or sex, people are like instantly reflecting back to themselves. And like instead of very rarely are people like, oh yes, fuck yeah, for you and like so happy for you, or like what's this or what's that usually people just instantly go to their first wound or their reaction point you know what i mean so i totally get that and it's funny you say that cuz i was like fuck that's a random like for me i was like that's such a random thing to notice about yourself but it's important yeah. to notice you know it's so important and you know as people
0: that are so like i'm so lucky you know i'm so blessed i i have so much and i'm living a life that i could only dream mm-hmm. and so it is hard to and I have the best relationship, you know, mm-hmm. it's my like greatest gift. So it does feel weird, but you're completely right. And I'm always remembered by like my deep, my meaningful friendships that yes. me speaking about it does allow them to know what's possible and that you can have everything you want in a relationship yes. you can be with someone that you don't want to change. And, yes. you know, you can like evolve and you can grow in that. You know, Justin for me is my, he's a mirror for me. So, you know, I've been with people that are um, like a yin to my yang, you know, they're different than me and we balance each other out or like they match me in some ways. But Justin is like, if I'm showing up in a certain way, he will completely show up in that certain way back to me. Yes. And so for me, he's like such a lesson. He like teaches me so many lessons and he doesn't even, you know, really know
2: it. Oh my God. Tell me what you think about this. It just came up as you were sharing that. Like, what do you think also of the concept around deserving? Like, you know how that's, it can be kind of a hard, I've it's been a conversation that's been coming up for me a lot with like clients and my best friends and things like that especially around for women like this concept of deserving because you're talking about how like you're experiencing a life of your creation like something that i'm sure whether consciously or unconsciously you visioned you desired and you went forward to create it on all levels so what like do you what do you think about that word is it does it feel like a positive word to you does it feel like something like Mm. i want to share what i think about it and I don't want to skew you, but I, I want to hear more about this from women of like the concept of deserving. Cause I think sometimes we go and we're like, Oh, like, do I deserve this? Or is this possible or whatever? So I want to, I want to hear your take on that. Mm,
0: Yeah. And I, there are things in my life that I feel it's very interesting, you know, like there that I feel very deserving of and my relationship with Justin is like one of them. I've never had an issue with my... My dad and I are very close and I've had a very good, strong relationship with him. And he really modeled for me that I could always be myself, that I always loved and supported, that... A bunch of different things. So you know, my relationships with men, which is what I'm attracted to, have always come easy for me. So Mm -hmm. my deservingness of Justin has always you know, that belief has always came very easy to me. And that was the thing when I started dating him is, you know, he is so gorgeous. Like he is just a stunner. And like, I, you know, like, it's not like I'm out of his league or he's out of my league, but like, it was like a little, like I didn't think I could get someone like him pretty much, but there was a deep sense within me that knew I deserved him and that I deserved love like that. And that I deserved to grow with someone and that I was capable of something like that. The career stuff is a little bit harder for me, you know, with the deserving. I I know that for almost 30, we are deserving of the success. And the reason I know it is because it's aligned with me. And it's like the same with Justin where it's like universally a gift. And I know that. And so it's easy for me to to accept as like something I deserve. There's definitely things that I've happened in my life, you know, where I'm like, I don't know if I deserve that. And I'm very, it's very easy for me to like, say I did or I didn't.
2: Yes. Okay. Amazing. Because I, I think that when we don't feel deserving, we push things away from our, even the things that are great. And so I do think this is such a powerful word. I, I had a client a couple of years ago, and very did very very well came from a very successful family and i remember i learned just as much from her as she was learning from me and i remember she was telling me once she was talking about something and she was like yeah well i deserve it and she said it so clearly and it was sort of a weird conversation i won't get into it but i remember being like you know what all fucking men when you believe you deserve something the universe mirrors that mm-hmm. and even for me, my I've talked about this a lot with with my audience. Is like I feel like only in the last year did things start to come together for me. Like only after a very long time of, of struggle and trial and error and a, really a lot of suffering. And there finally came this point where, like, when things were starting to smooth out and starting to feel good. And even for me, just getting into this beautiful relationship, I'm like, whoa. Desert, like, you've got to remember that you deserve this. And even if you worked for it or you didn't, but just in the fact that, like, you exist and, like, you want to live a beautiful life, you deserve it. And I think as women, when we start to have this conversation with ourselves, which is where everything begins, obviously, I think it can change so much, right? Because I wanted to hear from you about, like, I can tell that you're in something so. Um, just beautiful and fortified. You know what I mean? And I was like, I wonder if she's felt like, yes, I deserve this. I deserve someone to see me, love me, support me as like a powerful woman. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I love hearing that. Thank you for sharing. It's interesting too with the deserving thing. It's like, there's a
0: way that people say like, I deserve this and they don't have it. And it's kind of like a, I deserve this. And it's kind of like a a knowingness that they don't have it. So they are saying it almost in vain. And then yes. an, a knowingness, like where you have your new partner and you're like, I just, you you have it. And you're like, wow, I deserve this. Yes. And there's gratitude in that deserving that, yes. I have, that you have. So it's more so like, I am agreeing and I am grateful. I'm agreeing with the universe's decision to do this and I'm yes. grateful and that means I'm deserving.
2: Yes. Instead of it coming from a place of entitlement, you can tell the energy of deservingness where it's like coming from the heart of like, fuck yes, thank you. Like, like I deserve this thank you so much. Like you said, the gratitude versus like, oh, I deserve this just because It's, it's weird what a fine fucking line that is. You know what I mean? But it's like when I know, like I'm glad you bring that up because it's like, yeah, I think when I was having that first conversation, it was coming from a little bit of the entitlement and the vanity spectrum. But at the same time, I was like, well, that, but hey, like hats off to you. That's why you have what you have because you believe, like through and through that you deserve, and so I wanted to bring this up, and and hopefully this is something that you know you babes can resonate with if you're struggling in any part of your life around self worth or anything in relationship, money. You we I think as women as a collective like really honoring this energy of deserving this from our heart and spirit and something that works. In tandem with the universe versus like, well, I just deserve this for blah, 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 whatever. But yeah, that is a tough, I've actually never explored what a thin line that is. So, yeah, just me things to think about.
0: Deserving thing. I think a lot of women, too, like, and my, myself included, are like, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like sometimes when affirmations are said in vain, you know, you're like, I am the best. And like, you really, truly, at your core, don't mm-hmm. think you're the best. Or you really truly, right. at your core, mm-hmm. and that's why. You know, I think people, women need to explore and do the work yes. around, around shadow and around yes. what it is that is really going on in their subconscious yep. or what actions they're doing that reaffirm that they don't deserve it. Although in their head, they're thinking, I do deserve this. I do deserve this. Do you know what yes. I
2: mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, something as you were talking about that, I've been, have you ever tried EFT tapping?
0: I have, but like only, you know, I've just like done it twice.
2: Totally. You're like tap, tap. I, you know, that for me, I think is what started to unearth and heal and clear my blocks around deservingness. And because we all find our medicine, I like to say, like we all find our our ways to get out of the, the, the bushes and really look at the shadow for what it is and honor it because it's not about even like eradicating it. It's just learning your tools of how to work with it. Right. So for me personally, the, the tapping thing is a big one. And anytime I have stuff come up, I like to work with tapping. I was wondering Mm -hmm. if you tried it.
0: So do you like, if you notice something coming up, then you go to tapping or do you kind of sit and bring it up and then tap?
2: Um like just to be so honest, like, okay, so we're gonna talk about your chart at some point in our conversation. And like I have a Venus in Pisces, which being in Aries, that's like a very that's something I've really had to grow into because being in Aries, I have four planets in Aries. You have a lot of Capricorn, by the way, in your chart. I don't know if you know that. I <laughs> just found out <laughs> You can tell, I'm, um, yeah, because bossy bossy babe. Yeah, your work, 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 work. Yeah. So I've got a lot of planets in Aries, and then I've got this Venus and Pisces. Well, those two things don't really know how to communicate. Like mm-hmm. Aries is like warrior, go forward, take no prisoners, kind of Mars energy. And then that Venus and Pisces is so, so sensitive. And I've really struggled throughout my life with abandonment issues and even now like falling in love and being with someone that makes me feel so safe so deserving so uh, like there's no words to describe the the energy of of safety that i feel but i still can have these things come up but the nice thing is is i can bring it to the spectrum of the relationship so he's aware of when it comes up for me and then i tap on it so it's like even yesterday i saw this thing on instagram like where someone lost their spouse and it just for some reason since I was a kid, it's always been my biggest fear. I think in a past mm-hmm. life that absolutely happened to me. So it's just something that's a very unwarranted fear. Like I've never been married in this life, like I've never really lost anyone in that way. But I I anytime I have that fear come up, and it can kind of doesn't take me for such a ride anymore. But I just will tap on it, and I'll just kind of like move into the whole tapping thing, and it's just, babe, it's so fucking powerful. And oh. and I think that we, you can tap on anything. You can tap on deserving. You can tap on procrastination. You can tap on fucking whatever. Like I'm always like, you can just tap that. I learned tapping from this amazing woman, Gala Darling, and she became a friend of mine, and she's just really teaching me that tool has just been like life-changing and I think it's good for women who have a lot on their plate because we come up we of course like you are like full steam ahead like fucking to the top but like we still have emotions and cycles and menstruation and like lots of thoughts and so it's like I just think it's a great tool but yeah
0: Mm -hmm. I love that because I try and do like the breath and
2: release but Mm
0: -hmm. I think that that is really good. And I'm trying to catch myself more with those kind of thoughts, you know, because it's yeah. we're we have these same thoughts for years and years and years and just trying to be more, you know, privy to when they come up. So I think that's a good way for me to kind of like work through them.
2: What what are some of your like spiritual practices? Like what are some of like the tools you use having like a lot of eyes on you, a lot of You know, I don't know if they feel like expectations, but just, you know, a big workload, a relationship, like, you know, you you guys have a huge audience. It's like, what are some ways that like you stay centered having like a big career and like a big life and personality?
0: Mm, I, for me, like one of my biggest spiritual practices that I've been really tapping into the past couple months is being like radically honest.
2: I saw that. I feel like a freak, member. I told you, I was like, "Sorry, Krista, I've been like stalking you I'm for days." <laughs>
0: and that, I, and I was thinking about that. It's just like, dude, like with a business, running our own business, we in a business that is heart-centered that I love, that I'm working with people that I love. Yeah. You know, in the conscious community, it's it's amazing and incredible, but it also is challenging to be a business owner and. A, a personality, you know, on I'm, not, I'm the exact same, but when I'm talking to a brand about deliverables or money negotiations or contractual negotiations or with our team, whatever, it's kind of like it was really hard for me for a while to express how I truly felt because mm-hmm. as a Pisces, too, you know, I have the duality where. I am wondering if what I'm saying is me projecting. I'm wondering if it's coming from the right place. I'm wondering how they're going to take it. I'm playing through in my head how they're going to take it, why they're saying what they're saying. Maybe it's something I didn't do. Mm -hmm. So there's always the analysis that I kind of bring into every conversation. And I've just been kind of like releasing that and trying to just trust in um, myself as a business owner, trust in myself as an entrepreneur, trust in myself like on a holistic level to communicate effectively with love and to just kind of get to it you know with things that it's okay if i write emails and i'm not always like hey xoxo like da 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 you know being with all the niceties because it it's it doesn't mean i don't send love if i'm not doing all those things and it doesn't mean i'm a bad person and it doesn't mean i'm a bad person if i'm not always bubbly and chipper and da 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 so just kind of breaking through that to just be more of who i am and like more of like the capricorn
2: part oh, of yes. me and like owning it. Oh my god, babe, that is so powerful cuz i think that's something as powerful women that you that we struggle with is like we're expected to be nice. We're expected to even if we're like superseding you in numbers or whatever like xoxo like keep it sweet or maybe we don't get what we want you know what i mean
0: yeah 100 i mean that's like it's such a struggle you know even in the corporate world and then being but being outside of it i'm just experiencing it so much so because a lot of what i do i need to have people like me and that's the is that people do like me and i do feel loved and liked but like my business is based on a lot of on that. So there's just a lot of pressure in that. So being really confident about being honest and mm-hmm. being radically honest in a lot of ways is being radically present. Yes. So that means that if someone says something to me that does not align with me or that I don't agree with, that I'm so present that I have the know-how to respond mm-hmm. in a way that's going to make me proud.
2: Oh my God, that's fucking huge. That This is you being honest. Fully in your power. D- did this take you like a little while to get to that?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It was like all last year, and you know, my whole life I've been like working up to this, and now with almost thirty, I've just become more so. I had this. I w- had a facial with this girl. Um, her name was Colette, and she's in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and she's an intuitive, but she also does facials. So she was like doing my facial, and I was having a really, really hard time at our last tour stop for almost thirty because. I just was very much in my head about everything about every decision about who I was, all these things. And she just said to me, she's like, you need to be more of like your bitchy self. She's Mm. like, you're trying to be too nice to everyone. You're trying to like do all these things. And like, part of like why people are attracted to you is because like, you can play both sides. You can't play, play playful, but you can play like very serious. And like, you know what I mean? And it just like, it was, she said it in so many ways. And a lot of it has to do with the way I was grew up. I, you know, it wasn't really a safe space for me to share emotionally. So I've kind totally. of read that through totally. so it just like gave me the permission. And when something makes sense to me, I'm able to apply it very quickly. Like absolutely. If, you know what I mean? If something is like, okay, I get it. I'm it's, it's literally ingrained in my life for the most of my life. So that really just gave me the permission. And now I've just been like, kind of working with it for the past couple months.
2: Wow, that is fucking. That just like really, you know, when someone says something and you're just like, "Wow!" Like that just really clicked for me because it's something that's been very internal. Like I haven't really talked about it, so to hear you reflect that and that you're applying it is just incredible. And like I feel like too, obviously, something that you explore is like the keeping it 100, like keeping it fucking honest and real, and also ironically because I'm like so esoteric and I'm analyzing everything all the time but then also observing this journey from like a woman from your 20s to your 30s. So it's like I do feel like as you know you start to gather like in your own power, it's like you just stop making excuses for yourself and it's like the things you used to do to kind of survive and get by it's like those things don't apply anymore. And that's so liberating. I feel like that's like what you're tapping into with all of this.
0: Hmm, 100%. I mean, yeah. And that's, I'm kind of just working through too, like like less excuses. You know, there are yeah. parts of my life where I make excuses um, for myself, you know, that I want to kind of work against on like a personal level. So yeah, but I mean, that's like, I mean, honestly, when my life changed was when I stopped making fucking excuses. And I stopped... <laughs> like drinking and i stopped like going to the club all the time and i stopped like bullshitting myself that like the jobs i was at weren't for you know what i mean it's like people literally would be blown away at what they could create in their lives if they would stop lying to themselves oh my
2: god that's fucking everything you know yeah i hate to be harsh
0: but it's true
2: Uh, it is you know what the, everything changed for me this year. I was writing in a journal, and I started noticing that I'd always write the positive shit. Right? I'd be like, "Oh, blah blah blah." Because I didn't want to like acknowledge the shitty shit. I'd be like, "Oh, blah blah blah." Everything changed. I only did this maybe a month ago, and I like, I was like, "This is what isn't working in my life right now." And then everything changed. It was like, mm-hmm. "This is what I'm no longer like." Why am I like? sugarcoating this to myself. Like this isn't, I don't fucking like any of this. It was around being single. It was around certain things with like money habits that I had. And I was like, sis, like no one's going to change these two things for you, but you, you know what I mean? So that's, to me, that is massive when we stop lying to ourselves.
0: Mm, and I could do a better job of my, with that. Like, I feel like the shadow work, I've done a lot of it, but I feel like there is still like, and as a Pisces, like, there's so many layers. Like sometimes I feel like I'm never truly going to know who I am, but yeah. um, it's like, I feel like I could be better about that, to be honest. And like writing, like what isn't working and being more honest about what isn't working. And it's cause it does, there is that part of me that's been indoctrinated with like the secret stuff, you know, yes. like say it out loud and then it exists. And a lot of times when issues arise in my life, I don't tell anyone or I don't say anything because I'm like acknowledging it then makes it happen or something.
2: I mean, and that is the only thing for me that I that I didn't connect to about The Secret, right? And it's like that isn't fair or human. I was like nineteen when that was like going around, and I watched the DVD. Remember those? And I was like, I just like watched it a few times, and I really connected to it. But I remember for a little while, I was so young, and I just remember being like, "Oh, I can't be." human you know what I mean and we have to acknowledge the shadow we have to acknowledge the shit that's how we get better like you're like you know your experience and mine has and and our the building comes from acknowledging what isn't working and then doing the work there you know what I mean so
0: having your emotions is healthy
2: yes you know you do you connect to being a Pisces in that way? Because like you are very strong. Like it, like I told you when I met you, I was like you have like a like I can see the Capricorn. Like mm-hmm. I have to go back and look at your rise. Do you remember your rising? I didn't write it down.
0: I think it's Sagittarius.
2: we'll, we'll look at it in a second, but. I remember like when I met you 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 do have both sides where you feel like approachable and you're obviously very like stunning but then you have this power to you that's like very like and that's a challenging mm-hmm. and incredible energy to hold in the world as a woman. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean that's like such an honor and I it's been something that you know for a long time I didn't understand and it brought mm-hmm. me negative attention um you know, so now it's only now that I've learned how to play with it and I've learned the power of it and I've learned to manage it or like direct it, you know, yeah, exactly. if I'm someplace or if I'm doing something and I, and I want to be respectful of someone else who is deser- is deserving of the attention, you know, you have to kind of like do a little energy management so that no one's like paying attention to me or, you know what I mean? It's just like a, it's an interesting dance and it is a blessing. And I'm so grateful for, you know, my spirit and, and my highest self for being in this body. But there are times where I'm just like, damn, dude, like it is tiring to like be an energy controller of a situation. <laughs> like, I have like times with like relationships and stuff. I'm like, dude, I wish that like, because some days as a Pisces, like I'll walk into a room and I'm like, just not feeling it. I'm not yeah. feeling it. <laughs> and being like a strong energy for, I can make the fucking room, everyone in the room feel... But then, you know what I mean? On the other side, I can make everyone like have the best day ever and have so much fun. But like, sometimes it's a bad thing. Cause I'm like, I wish I was held more, but okay. these strong energy people are a little, they're a little intimidated to do that. And so like, it's something that is a blessing and a curse, to be honest.
2: Absolutely. And I, and I cut you off about the Pisces thing. Like you kind of st- like touched on it there a little bit, but how, Do you connect to that energy? Because you're right, energy management. I've never even thought of those words, but that is exactly what it is when you hold a certain power. And this is for like all women. Like, and we, and I I've always said that women, we almost have to be even more what's the word I'm looking for? Like multifaceted, because we we have to read layers of Tony Robbins once said that like women are prey. And only because in a hunter gatherer type society, like we were the ones that were protected. And now things are so shifting because, you know, we're stepping into power and holding these more dominant roles. But then we have to be so intuitive because it's just, it's a new space for us to be in. And we're still feminine and delicate in our ways. And we do need that holding and we do need like we're much more as i said like there's much more of a multifaceted nature to being a woman but then also being a powerful woman you know what i mean
0: yeah it's like the with great power comes great responsibility you know like when you're conscious it's amazing and it's the best but then you also are conscious so you know you know where you know people that i know that i love don't know that they are and you know that their energy is a certain way or that they're you know and so it's a beautiful thing because then you are in control and you can kind of, you know, work things. But then it's also frustrating too, because you're like, okay. (laughs) No, it feels like a lot of pressure. You're like, okay, this is another thing. You know, it's another thing I have to like do and be conscious of, but you know, I wouldn't really have it any other way. And you can only just like educate people to like try and manage their own energy the best that they can
2: Yes. And that's, that's a Pisces energy too, I'll say as well, is like being so what's not the observant is not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? Like reading everything. Cause water too, water absorbs. So it's like, you are just like reading and witnessing and like figuring it's, it's like very like amoebic. I'm like dancing right now. I'm like, it's like this.
0: Same, we're both dancing. <laughs> I know it is. It's like, yeah, the Pisces, I like the Pisces of me in a lot of ways, but sometimes I'm like, it's like my least favorite thing because it is like, I just, See every side of every situation. So, like honestly, every side of every situation, and it makes decisions hard at points. Capricorn kind of helps me be more decisive, yes. but it, it can get be really exhausting. You yeah. know, just like so much. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. And do you ever feel like, like I said, I wanted to talk about your relationship with Justin. Like, do you feel like in your life, and even like in your relationship, that there's space for you to like ask to be vulnerable, or to ask to be held, or to be helped, or things like that? Because I I do also think that's so important for us as as strong women, but it's something I think we forget to do first. You know what I mean? To ask for what we
1: need.
0: Yeah, I. So I met Justin when I was twenty. I'm thirty now. I met him when I was twenty-four. So. Mm-hmm you know, the person I was then and the person that I am now, like I'm definitely always been someone that transforms. So Mm -hmm. when I first met him, I probably didn't ask for it. And I'm actually just coming to the point where I'm like able to understand and ask for it and like ask him in a way that makes sense to him. Yeah. And, you know, that where he doesn't feel like he's doing something wrong or that he's not already being supportive or that I can just be very directive about it. And again, Justin's a mirror. So if I come to him and I'm like, Hey, you're not holding me. I don't feel safe. Justin will be like back at me with that same energy. Yes. So I always have to come, you know, very centered and soft and like, Hey, like I just, I, I've been going through this this week and X, Y, and Z. And I would love if like, you would just do this. Exactly. respond in the best way possible. Yes. But, It's just all about how I approach it. And that was so hard for me, to be honest. Like, I've always been someone that's like very do-do-do-do. Like, boys, you will do this. You will do this. Like, Mm -hmm. a a man to me for a long time was someone that just did whatever the hell I told him to do.
1: Yes.
0: I was like, oh, you you do this. Like, it was almost like I was manipulative in that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the consciousness and manipulation. So, you know, I wasn't doing anything bad, but like, I didn't know I was being manipulative, but I was. And so now I have to, you know, come from a more heart centered place. And Justin is a tourist, but he's so like sweet and sensitive. He's very, very like mushy and gushy and like, yes. warm. And so I just, I've had to very much grow in that way. And I'm not perfect by any stretch. I wish yes. I was better at it, but I just <laughs> kind of think about it all the time.
2: Well, you know, just to be aware of of that is everything. And have you ever heard of Pat Allen, like Dr. Pat Allen or... Feel like you have the relationship on relationship stuff unlocked. My twenties were such a shit show with all of that. So I did so much reading. (laughs) So many readings and seminars. And just I really wanted to understand relationship energy and what you're talking about. I've actually read in like multiple books, but I believe Pat Allen talks about it quite a bit. Of just the whole idea of like, as women, like when we approach our men, men naturally want to be combative. Like their their masculine testosterone. Driven beings, right? <laughs> to put it to put it lightly, and they, you know, challenge and like um, they respond to challenge with challenge. And and as women, something that something that Pat Allen talks about a lot is like we kind of lost that softness in the feminist revolution. So even though it, it gave us a lot of other great stuff. It, it we lost that sense of vulnerability and we lost that sense of softness. And obviously this is generalizing in a huge way. So don't at me, but this is just literally like just a generalization that I really connect to that she talked about. That is something that I, I like to bring back into the conversation. And it sounds like exactly what you're doing in your relationship. But whereas women like, to, to bring back our softness in our relationships, to, to know that vulnerability is safety. And that when we approach our man, like we have to come from, it, it's that mirror energy. If you wanna come with combat, you're gonna get combat back. It's very, very rare for men to see through that and be like, Oh babe, like let me just, when really all we want is to be held, all we want is to be understood. But when we put all those layers in front of it, they just respond very simply to those layers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is like what I've read in like every relationship book where it's just like, yeah, like approach your man with softness as best you can. Like, of course, no one's fucking perfect. Like we're, and as women, because we have that more, that more multifaceted nature, we can see the 360 of like, okay, how do I go towards this? How can I communicate this? But with practice, it gets better. And this is something like I, I mentioned, like just getting to test out in my new relationship. But I love it because getting to be more soft and feel connected to in that energy is so. Soothing versus just thinking you need to fucking have your work pants on and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So good on you, babes. Yeah, it's
0: the vulnerability too that you mentioned that it's like really what it is. You know, mm-hmm. there I just wasn't before like being vulnerable. You know, I was being yeah. like, okay, this needs to happen. This is not happening. You're not planning enough trips or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to be more, I need to and and have been trying to be more vulnerable and be yeah. like you know, I'm feeling like I just am doing a lot and, you know, I could be wrong. You know, it's just like, and it sounds like I'm being conceding, but it's, and I also think that too, I'm like, yeah, with the feminist revolution, it's like we had to demand. So now Mm -hmm. we've been taught to demand, Yeah, Yeah. but really like demanding doesn't, hasn't helped me in my relationship. And like, Mm -hmm. I always think with Justin with like so many situations. I'm in it for the long haul. You know, I'm in it for, you know, hopefully the rest of my life, or the rest of his life or our lives together. God bless. And it's like there's such little things that I'm just like not worth it. Like so much is just not worth it. You know what I mean? I'm like that conversation's not worth it. That conversation is not worth it. This one is and I'll kind of noodle over it and I'll have it. But like for me like our relationship is such a amazing sacred space for me because most of it is rooted in like joy and laughter and fun and play. And oh, yeah. I'm already someone that's going to grow and evolve at, at, by nature. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily, and we we have evolved and grown. He has too, but it's not necessarily like I am leaning on him for like providing me, I guess, more growth opportunities at this time. Mm-hmm.
2: That makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I'm picking up what you're saying, like you have that center in yourself Mm -hmm. and then you can like come to the awareness or come to the relationship with clarity. And like, that is such a fucking huge thing for like, I think any women listening who are in long-term relationships, I'm sure they can connect with that concept of like, you kind of like my mom would say, like you pick your battles because you're going to have them, like you're going to have this stuff consistently where things come up and it's always like how do you decipher like what is yours to deal with internally and then what belongs to the dynamic of the relationship mm-hmm. and that i think is always the challenging and amazing like adventure of discernment in a partnership you know what i mean of like how yeah like what belongs to this and what's just me wow um, you know what i mean so
0: cool. yeah that is thought on seriously and most of it's just you.
2: Isn't it wild?
0: Like most of it is like just me. You know?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, in the, in the tarot, the lover's card, it's number six and it's a Gemini energy. And um, the whole concept of it is around mirroring and I'll send it to you when we're done. I'll DM it to you. But in my tarot book, there is. It's written by this guy. He's like a German spiritual teacher named Gerd Ziegler. But he, I always tell people, I'm like this little excerpt of the the ter- of the lovers card in the tarot is the most profound piece of writing I've ever explored on the concept of relationships, and it's maybe a page long, and it just talks about the whole concept of relationship as spiritual mirror as evolution but that ultimately it's all about you and everything no matter how connected you are to another person and partnered you are like it's still about your journey as an individual within that dynamic and that that's where all your growth is and for some reason and you know I was exploring and learning the tarot all throughout my 20s so I always loved getting the lover's card because I was like oh yay like am I gonna like have sex soon is someone gonna be my boyfriend like what's the deal? But then I was like, no, babe, like, it's so like the sex, the, the relating, the partnership, it's soul work. And, but we have not been taught that that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. We're just taught the romance, like the drama, the, this or the, that, but really it's what you're talking about where it's like, there's such a deep, like medicine in the work of a relationship. And I love that we're talking about this because I told you, I wanted to, to put this out near Valentine's Day. Cause I think it, it. we can't you can't talk about relationships consciously without talking about the self because it's literally about you and what you're bringing and what your soul work is in that partnership
0: yeah i think that's when things changed for me you know when i realized that in my relationships and i would just be so dependent on them before for like my joy my happiness you know and now it's like completely different and um yeah it's just such a beautiful thing to be a part of. And I think for, to be honest, we've only dipped our toes in it. You know, Justin and I have done work and stuff, but we have, you know, it is like such a world to explore. You could just spend so much time like exploring intimacy and relationships and shadow in, in intimacy and relationships. It's like, it is never ending.
2: Oh my God. It really is. And it's, and it's so, it's so beautiful. What do you feel like could be some of your best advice for even like women I like to talk to women who are single. I always feel like there's so much information for people who are in relationships but what I struggled with when I was single and search like searching yeah. um, was that there isn't there's not always people talking to women who are single so what do you feel I know you've been with Justin a long time but what do you feel like? is a great piece of advice for women who are wanting to call someone in or wanting to really experience like deep intimacy with someone and deep, you know, like what you've created in your relationship.
0: Mm, yeah, I think for me, the thing, so I did like write, you know, get very spirit. It was when I got very spiritual. I wrote Justin down before I met him.
2: Mm.
0: I, you know, would like pray over it every night. So I was definitely doing ritual around calling in my soulmate. So I definitely think there's something to that ritual. And then it was the deep believing that I deserved that and that I knew that I could find that. So there's a ritual, there's a hope. And if you needed to do shadow work around that with a therapist or with yourself while journaling or with friends that can help you kind of see blind spots where you may not see them, I think that is always really valuable. But I also too, like my biggest advice, my biggest thing is like, I think that there's so much mixed messaging for women, you know, nowadays with so much. And I've always been like the person that's like, Oh yeah, he should call you first. Like he should pay for your dinner. He should do all these things. But like I with Justin, like very much so went for it Mm -hmm. and looked a little crazy, you know, didn't do like the normal feminine Mm -hmm. of like wait, of allowing of patience. And there is a beauty in that. And I'm working on that now, but I see like people as people and not masculine and feminine at nice. points and Justin is definitely more feminine in areas than I am masculine. So amazing. We would never maybe be together if I wouldn't have just saw him as someone that like maybe was a little too shy, definitely was a little scared mm-hmm. and like still went for it and like used my intuition. So like for women, like I would just be unafraid, you know, unafraid to talk to someone or put yourself out there or text first or just, like be honest with people about, you know, what you're going through and your struggles. And if you feel something intuitively, like follow that, you know, make sure that it's not like rooted in fear or ego, but like don't follow intuition, you know, it's like the most powerful gift we have as women.
2: Oh my God. I'm like, oh, this is just like. Thank you so much, babe. That was fucking everything. Oh, because I think exactly what you're saying, and that was something I always struggled with—is like being a powerful woman and being someone who's a go-getter. But then in the realm of relationship, everyone and every book and everything always being like, "No, wait, do this, do that," and like there, there's space for that, right? But when you're when someone's your person, they're your fucking person. You can't fuck it up, and that's something I've always tried to like explore my mom really helped me with that when i was really struggling with dating and she'd always be like babe when it's the right person you can't do anything wrong cuz especially dating in LA i was basically single my whole 20s other than maybe one or two relationships and it was just like you you think you're doing something wrong so often like cuz it's it can be very touch and go and people you know it takes someone really i always say and if you're listening to this you're fucking special and beautiful and wonderful and You know, your energy brought you here for a reason. And like, there can be like moments where you wonder if there's anybody. And so, when you do meet people who are just like run of the mill and playing the games and stuff, you could, it can feel hard to be yourself. But I think that, like, exactly what Chris is saying, it's like when you can just own that power and own your intuition and be like, yes, it's like look, I, this is something I've been teaching a lot lately is like look, if it's not your fucking person, it's not gonna work. You can't fuck up what's yours. And I think that there it's like you said don't get leave the fear out of it. If something's rooted in fear, release it and go towards like intuitively what feels like it's coming from your heart. but I think we get afraid to get rejected, we get afraid to put our heart out there unrequited love is obviously very painful for the human being. So it's like, there's a lot of factors, but that's why I think it's like, we have to own who we are. We have to love who we are because especially in in calling and partnership and relationship, it's, I mean, I can speak from it. It's like, it took, it took it took took me a long time and I'm just at the beginning of a beautiful journey, but it's like the work that it went in to get here was intense, but then once you make it through that, 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 uh, that journey, it's very rewarding when you find someone who meets you for who you truly are. You know what I mean? Amen. That was like a little tangent. I got really, really moved. I got really moved.
0: No, that was so beautiful. This is,
2: I know I'm loving this so much. Can we just, I like, don't want this to end. I know. I was just, Um, that.
0: I'm like, Oh my God. Like
2: we just talk. It's the first you know, ever three hour podcast, nice. People Do three hour podcast. I don't even know. We definitely probably. have. Yeah. We're okay. Good. Yeah. You guys have some, cause it's like, that's the thing. That's what I love about almost 30 is like, it just is these conversations. And that's even why I got inspired with this. I was like, just to have conversation, like we, women, especially like we heal through, through word. We heal through conversing, and this like you know this space where we can just share our hearts and our wisdom is just everything to me. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: agree. Seriously, Thank you so much. I want to look at your chart. Is that okay? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like there's even so many things. I can we just do a round two at some point?
0: Yeah, I would love
2: that. Okay, awesome. I feel like there's so many things I still want to talk about. Right, okay, actually. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, babe, you have four planets in Capricorn and... Is Mars in Capricorn? Your Mars is in Capricorn. Yeah, you basically have like Uranus, Saturn, Neptune, Mars, all in Capricorn, and they're all conjuncting each other in your fourth house. So here's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so Capricorns, obviously, <laughs> this is going to sound really funny, but you work from home. Mm-hmm. Well, Capricorn is about work and the fourth house is the home. Really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Oh my God, that's so funny. That's probably why like the corporate thing, like, I mean, probably you could like bust ass and take names there, but like, you were like, fuck this. I need to work at home. I just, just
0: the structure like didn't make sense to me. I'm like, I'm like, but everyone doesn't want to be here. So what are we doing here? Like, I would literally say that all the time. I'm like, everyone wants to be at home. So why are we at home? I would actually say that like all the time.
2: You were like bringing the future because I feel like now we have like we works and people are like working from home and it's just like this remote universe. Hold on. I want to keep switching back to looking at you. But so here's the thing. Did you feel like you found your power in yourself or started to move towards your trajectory when you dropped into your body, to your health and wellness, to your purpose, like all of that kind of stuff? Was that kind of like your gateway?
0: Yeah, that's actually completely right. So yeah, cause I was doing like a lot of bad stuff to my body for a long time, like drinking diet pills. Like I've always been someone that hasn't really felt connected to my body. So, and I still struggle to be honest, but when I stopped drinking, when I stopped doing drugs, when I became vegan, I've been vegetarian for like 15 years or maybe wow. 10 years, yeah. but yeah, Doing all of that stuff and then prioritizing my health now, like as number one has really just been like a gateway for me spiritually and to like own who I am because everything else is taken care of. It's like people want to be X, Y, and Z, but it's like you can be X, Y, and Z by getting eight hours of sleep and by eating well so your blood sugar stays stable so you can be calm during conversations. Like I have the energy to do what I do because I eat kind of, you know, I eat well, I try and eat well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because basically you have sun conjunct your north node in Pisces in the 6th. And so, uh, the way that I've learned this is that when your sun and your north node are in the same sign, same house, that can actually be the lifetime of your enlightenment where you move towards like an enlightened version of yourself. I always like try to veer away from the word enlightened cuz I feel like people get I don't know, it's kind of like funny, but it can be a big a big lifetime of true self-realization because your awareness and then your soul's trajectory are on the same super highway, you could say. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like what you're moving towards and what your soul really wanted you to accomplish and, and approach is on the same team as like where your ego and like your reality are at. And they kind of guide each other because the sun is a very forceful powerful, vital part of the natal chart. And then the, 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 North node is, you know, that's like, that's your soul's path. Like, so if you just fall, I always teach, like when I'm teaching women about life purpose, I'm like, if you want to know your purpose, just take a look at your, your son and your North node and yours are right next to each other. So that can really, I can imagine just looking at it as an astrologer that When you started to get into your body and into the present moment and into like that was your purpose and that was going to be the way that everything else could unfold for you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I had a human design reading and she's like, "Your goal in this lifetime is to love your body
2: and like be in your body." Mm -hmm. That That is so cool, and babe, that is. I was just telling someone the other day. That's why I love. I've always been intrigued. I'm not like huge on human design. I've had mine read and it really was resonated but I'm so, I'm so, or not, but I'm, and I'm so familiar with my natal chart and they really go hand in hand. It's so cool. Completely. So cool.
0: Good reminder. I like needed to hear that.
2: And let me see as well. Um, And then Jupiter conjunct Venus in your chart, which is like expansion through the feminine or expansion through women. And it's in the eighth house, which is like transformation, deeper topics, taboo topics, stuff of that nature. So that's fucking cool. That's hilarious. I know. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God, perfect. Like that's literally... And that's why I love to do this in these too. Because it's like, it's so cool. Astrology is like, I always tell people, it's not this like super woo subject. It's very, it's really about the individual. And I love, like I geek out when I like know what people do in the world. And then I can go back and see like what resonates in their chart. So Mm it's rad.
0: Bring energy? I actually don't
2: really know that much. Oh my God. So Capricorn is... I have a Capricorn rising. So Capricorn is like work. It's like work to the top. Like, you know, Capricorn, the goat, it's like, or not the goat, but Capricorn in the Zodiac is a goat. Have you ever seen mountain goats and they literally, they're like perch... I've only seen this one time, in actual IRL, and I was fucking shocked that these goats, they get to these trippy places on these like, like yeah. the sheer faces of mountaintops. Like you're just like, how did you get there? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's like, it's so mind boggling. And a lot of people say that about Capricorn energy. They're like, how the fuck did you get there? And it's literally because Capricorn is Saturn ruled. It is so willing to go step by step by step by step by step and not stop and honor the process of time. A lot of people and a lot of like our generation we just want the instant gratification which all good like i get it but there is something when you have capricorn it gives you that sense of time and that is what you need to accomplish anything right you need to be tenacious over a period of time so that's capricorn it's just like it really knows how to yeah just like how to be tenacious how to get to the top in its in its own t- way, in its own time, and it's very work oriented. Actually, the the last amazing babe that I interviewed for Power Babe series, um, she I'm posting her thing today, actually, but she's a Capricorn, so we talk so much about Capricorn
0: energy. Oh, I love that. I like just kind of been realizing that or or knowing that. So that just makes so much sense because I would always see Pisces. I'm like, I'm so not a Pisces, yeah. you know? I mean, but I'm not. Totally. Such a part of me that is so strategic and like work oriented. It's like
2: yes, and babe, the the pie. It's funny because my boyfriend is like a double Capricorn Pisces moon, and you're like a Pisces with a lot of Capricorn. And I, I can't. I really feel like it's such a great combination because the Pisces is so creative. And like I said, amoebic and can read situations, high intuition and empathy, which is like great for people and connecting to people and expressing a wide range of topics. But then in addition, the Capricorn gives form and structure and makes you just like work your fucking ass off. So it's like sometimes if people have too much water in their charts, they don't know how to give form and structure. To what they need to do, and it just kind of like floats around. But the Capricorn really creates a container, so even for you babes listening, if you don't have Capricorn in your chart, it's okay, you can take on some of those Capricornian traits and qualities. Because here's the thing even if someone doesn't have a planet in a house or sign in their chart, it doesn't mean that planet's not active. That's like a longer, geekier astrology topic to go into, but. You know, we can all tap into that Capricorn energy because Capricorn really, like, I'm grateful that I have it in my chart because it just really has made me very tenacious and very like, okay, this I'm here for the long road, you know, the long game, and and you got to be like that if you want to accomplish something in the world. So that's very much you have a lot of that in your chart. And I thought when you said you were a Pisces, I was so surprised. I was like, because you have a very grounded. Mm-hmm. Rooted energy to you, and not to say Pisces don't, but you just you came across more to me like you had Earth or something in there, you know. So now we know why. Work hard on that too to be more. <laughs> really well, it's a good. It's good for Pisces too. Like the the fact that your sun and your north node are in the sixth house. Well, that's a Virgo ruled house. That's an Earth house that's an earth ruled house. So the more you get rooted in your body and like in the moment, and and I always tell people that like water signs and air signs, especially really fucking anybody. Like we, we're human beings, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Like you've got to come through the body to like make it happen. You know what I mean? You can't be like too ethereal. You can't be too like all over the place. And then even sometimes you can't be too in the body. It's such a fucking dance we all have to find our unique synergy of what works, you know? Mm -hmm. Yay. I don't want this to end. You know,
0: I wish you were here. But I'm (laughs) excited to share this with our community. And like, when are you back? I would love to see you.
2: Oh my God. So I'm finally coming back tomorrow. I told you we've been like extending this little journey. So I'll be back to LA tomorrow. And then I'm coming back here in a few days. I'm basically going to be a part-time Palm Springer.
0: Good, but that's the thing too. Is it's like I want to see you, but also like the, when you first start like in
2: love, oh, you're just intoxicated.
0: Just gotta go, yeah. It's like, honestly, there's just nothing else you want to do. You're intoxicated. Like
2: I'm finally because I think I have so much Aries and Capricorn. I've always been kind of funny about love and and vulnerability in relationships, but through a lot of the work that I've done, especially the tapping, it's just made me such a little gooey love lover love goo blob whatever and I'm just like oh I'll just totally like I'm so grateful to be in this space especially from my journey uh, with relationships so I'm like yeah I'm just gonna like just totally celebrate this right now you know it feels so really good
0: Lean into it so hard like whenever yes. my relationship is, I'm like bye bye
2: like, <laughs> <Yeah. forever>, but... <laughs> that's how all my friends have been they're like so even my mom I talked to her all the time she's like where are you and I was like mom I'm in love she's like oh boy.
0: let it go and oh my god i'm so
2: happy for you oh my god babe thank you so much thank you so much for doing this like this is such an illuminating conversation like i felt my heart just like explode like seven times so just thank you so much you're incredible
1: so good sis i love that so much no i loved it it
2: felt really good
0: she's awesome and it it's a beautiful thing to talk about relationship with you. Yeah, so,
1: completely, um, and you are an expander for so many people. So I'm glad you got to share. Okay, so review of the week. Truly life changing. Five stars. Such an amazing podcast. I've been listening for the past few months now and have found it so helpful in so many aspects of my life. It's truly changed how I look at things and has encouraged me to try new things. Thank you so much, Krista and Lindsay, for your amazing words and the great guests you two bring on. That's from Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Um, your reviews really do mean a lot to us. We take them in and we read all of them, feedback, all of the things, and it inspires almost 30 yeah how we evolve. and
0: if you have you know gotten any value from this free content that you get from the podcast that we work so hard for it would mean so much if you press pause right now took a second to just give us a review and if you do that you can screenshot it and message 2k fam to our email and I'll send you something nice
1: oh yeah yeah we will we have a lot of stuff for you guys so again yeah email us at uh, which one do we want them to use
0: Hello at almost30podcast.com.
1: Perfect. So can't wait to hear from you. We love you guys. Thanks for listening as always. And we will see you next time. See you next time.